Chasing the Triple Crown. Lucky number seven. This is Howard Dinette, CEO of Angolite Media, and Max Dinette, producer and editor, editor-in-chief of Angolite Media. He also produces Beers, Beards, and Bastards, a comedic look at craft beers. Yes, sir. There you go. There he is. There I am. So this is an exciting week for me. It's I only got four days of work, and I'm off on the 31st, Halloween. <laughs> like those uh, those wiggling ghost <laughs> things that are like, <laughs> Two, very exciting time, the Breeders' Cup. Look forward to it every year. Two days of phenomenal Phenomenal. Racing. Phenomenal. I'm meeting my buddy Tommy, the, the elusive <laughs> and always talked about Tommy. I, I wonder if anyone listening is like, is he even real? Is he a person? <laughs> I don't think he isn't. He's, we make him up. He's <laughs> like my invisible friend, like Harvey the Bunny on the Jimmy Stewart classic. I think it's Harvey. Is it Harvey? Harvey the Rabbit. Harvey yeah. the Rabbit. Yeah, he's like Harvey the Rabbit. So, Tommy, he's out there. I think he listens. So. Tommy the Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy the Rabbit. We're going to start calling him that. All right, so uh, pretty excited about that. There's a big juvenile race that's in the Kentucky Derby Prep Series that we're going to be talking about today. Um, first, we're going to hit some news, though. So in some of those, I'll give credit where credit is due. Steve Christ from the Daily Racing Forum kind of broke it down by the numbers for the Breeders' Cup for this weekend. So there are 172 pre-entrants. Hmm. Let's see. Combined to win 806 races, which is crazy, from 2,071 starts and earning $122 million. Wow. An average per entrant of 4.6 wins. So that just goes to show how classy this, this couple of days of racing is. Yep. So... It's kind of like we talked about the funneling. The, the, you get the, the best funneling, of the best. yes. These these are the best of the best, though. This is some great stuff. It's it's kind of hard to handicap, honestly. I mean, from my perspective, it's difficult. Difficult, but I'm sure pretty fun. It's a lot of fun because <laughs> you get to see some great horses, and I'll be taking zillions of pictures, an, an annoying amount of pictures, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that after I get back. And Max is going to be groaning because he's going to have to help me go mm-hmm. <laughs> go through them all. And actually, I just purchased a new camera, Ooh. a really good uh, Canon camera. So there's 114 males, including 29 gelding. You know what a gelding is, Max? Mm. 58 fillies nope. and mares. Um, snip, snip. Just think of that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> they include 53 two-year-olds so any of those 53 could end up in the kentucky derby or the chase for the triple crown 27 three-year-olds 49 four-year-olds 26 five-year-olds 13 six-year-olds three seven-year-olds flat out hymn book and geronimo (laughs) and one ancient eight-year-old yeah that's crazy pool play yeah it is crazy um another interesting fact toyed by the numbers 35 millionaires, including 10 with over 2 million, 7 with over 3 million, and 4 with over 4 million. Game on Dude, mm. 5.6 million. Wise Dan, 5.1 million. Royal Delta, the Bessie Lou owned Philly, 4.6 million. And Fort Learned, who I chased to see in the Whitney handicap, 4.1 million. 
It's mm-hmm. crazy. Of the 10 with over 2 million in earnings, six are running in the classic. Game on Dude, Fort Leonard, Planter, Flat Out, Ron the Greek, who won the champagne. You remember that? Yep. And Mucho Macho Man, the ever effervescent. <laughs> I like Mucho Macho Man. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what it is. What, what is it about that horse? I don't know. He's just tough. He ran the classic last year, man. He was tough. He hung tough in, in the last bits of that uh, race. So anyhow. Thank you, Steve Chris, from the Daily Racing Forum for that little recap. He had much more than that. I just kind of pulled out some, you know. Some pieces. Pieces of, I mean, it's a good article, so go to the Daily Racing Forum. Little Daily Racing Forum. uh, Shout out. Shout out. Uh, Florida Racing Industry, another little tidbit. This is more on the politics of racing. Florida Racing Industry representatives speak at the Gaming Committee hearing. Florida Senate Gaming Committee hearing in Coconut Creek to extol the industry's economic impact as a part of a campaign to vie for influence during an up-and-coming effort to rewrite the state's gambling laws. Mm. Very interesting. So that's that's yep. the whole dog track, paramutual, um, slot, racino kind of things right. going on. And right now they have to couple... I don't know if you know this or not, Maxie. They have to couple um, gambling with paramutual. So they, they can't mm. do like a racino without racing. So they're trying to, mm. one of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to decouple paramutual waging from casino ga- gaming. And they're also trying to abolish greyhound racing. Huh. I wonder why that is. Because of its decline. Is Oh, really? Yeah, so it's declining so yeah. much. And I, I think a lot of people feel like it's very... kind of mean. Mean, yes. Yeah. So that's the industry news for today. Hmm. Questions, Max? No. Anything of interest there to you? Um, so I'm interested when you in that. So, so Dale Romans um, talked a little bit at this thing. He brings 150 horses to South Florida I mean, for the, for the winter meet there at Gulfstream. And he brings a weekly payroll, and I thought this was interesting, of $60,000 a week. It's hmm. so lots of people, lots of folks which all gets spent in the local market. So he was there talking to them about, hey, I'm spending tons of money, so you know, give us a little bit of love here. I yeah. Think, so. When you were saying that it's decoupling, does that mean it can be exclusively a racetrack or exclusively a casino, not necessarily both? Yes. So okay. they're trying to, trying to get it away from racing because I think they feel like gotcha. it takes, takes away from... Right. That's interesting. Hopefully that doesn't happen because, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, but mm-hmm. anyhow. I'm I'm a horse race guy, so I just want I want more horse racing, less less racinos. Right, but they're on the uptake big time. I'm in hospitality and entertainment, anyhow, and it, it, they're being built all over the place. They're making malls with slot machines mm-hmm. because there's so many municipalities that are struggling for tax dollars. Right. So, another thing that I thought was interesting: fractional wagering gaining favor with race racetracks and fans. So, fractional wagering is like the pick six, pick four. And they're mm-hmm. trying to like lower the amount. They keep saying it used to be a buck. Now it's down to fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Then, it, then it's going down to like, I, I think I think you can do um, superfectus, which is the top four horses yeah. for, for a dime. Yeah. So they're trying to get the and they say that it it drives up wagering. So I don't know about that, but there I mean yeah. there's a lot of talk about that to make it a little bit easier for people to get involved with paramutual wagering. Mm-hmm. 
I know I've done that at some. There's just random bars that have like off track betting, and you just go do the dime bets. Like I've done literally like a dime. I don't bet. think I've ever bet. <laughs> I don't it's think just I've ever met it. it's just it's so just, weird. It's so small. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's, it's not you, even like fun. If you pop it then I guess, but um yeah. Maybe when I was maybe 30 years ago when I only had two wooden nickels to rub together I would right. do that, but anyhow. Uh let's do a little rants and raves here. So, horse rave. Oxbow retired. Hmm. The Preakness winner. Um, congrats to him and his team for a great career. 1.3 million in 13 starts. Not a, not not a super long time. He hurt his ankle and he had a ankle chip yeah. taken out of his ankle. Yeah. So they retired him. He's with uh, Calumet Farms and he's going to stand at TaylorMade Stallions. And actually, TaylorMade isn't that a golf club? Also, I think it is. I don't know. But in this case, it's not. There you it's, go. It's a stallion farm. Nice. It's well, um, not a bad way to so wind down the career. Yeah, so Oxbow. So he he was really tough that's in the good. Kentucky Derby. I mean, mm-hmm. he was out on the lead, and that's when Orb yeah. came smoking Orb. past them. But guess who his jockey was, Max? Uh, come on, come on, come on. It's got to be one of the ones I know. Is it, was it Gary Stevens? There you go. Yeah. Gary Stevens. That's like the pool. And actually, it's it's a D. Wayne horse. D. Wayne. D. Wayne Lucas horse. Um, really tough. He was really tough in the Preakness. He went, ran really well. It's a little tighter turns in the Preakness, and he stayed on top, and he, he smoked everybody. Nice. So anyhow, um, trainer Rave goes out to Todd Pletcher. He's pretty smart. He took uh, Gradar out of the Classic, and he's going to the Dirt Mile, which I think is a good move because there is a ton of talent in the Classic. Mm. Tons. And I think Gradar, I, I guess he didn't run really well last time out, and he's, he's only – he he has a winner of five out of six starts, but he uh, I don't know. So we'll see, mm-hmm. see how he does. Uh, Silver Max, Silver me, he <laughs> Silver Maxi. He will rematch in the Dirt Mile with Wise Dan, the two 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 thousand or twenty twelve Horse of the Year. Um, I, I like this comment about Silver Max. This is why I clipped it. So there's another horse um, rave. He looks like a monster out there in the morning. It's solid. Little monster mash music, please, for, <laughs> yeah. for Halloween. So it, it's a great comic, but it is also Halloween, so it's very fitting. Or yeah. It's coming up on Halloween. Yep. The comment was made by Tammy Fox, who's uh, Dale Roman's significant other. Nice. And then we have a sad rant, Delahan, big horse, has passed away. It's terrible. Yeah, that's bad. Bailey Romans and Delahan's groom, Annabelle Abragio. There you go. Thanks, Max. I was waiting for you. With the assist. Our our hearts go out to you. They took it very hard. He was a special horse. Wasn't it you said it was like some sort of a colic or yeah, something? Yeah, he had some colic issue and they didn't he yeah. was feverish and they didn't get to him fast enough and that's he was bad. only four years old. I mean horses and he he didn't have a history of it, so I mean, they, they really take great care of these horses, and I know Dale, Dale Romans, I mean, his daughter was helping take care of it. So just it's very sad, and our, heart, sad. our hearts and prayers go out to all the folks uh, involved with Delahan. Yep. So let's talk a little bit, a little on a lighter note, Road to the Kentucky Derby Woo-hoo. Series, 34 races. So I was just going to highlight a couple of races, and I'm going to one this Saturday, which I'm very excited about. On November 2nd, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I'll do a little live handicapping for you on that race. 
Um, not going to do it now, but just I was going to highlight the race itself. Mm-hmm. So it's a thoroughbred race. It's in the series. It's the actual sixth race of the series. We've already went through five. Um, for two-year-old cults and geldings, race down the dirt, held annually in early November. And it is, it's at a different racetrack in the United States and Canada as a part of the Breeders' Cup World Championship. Some notable winners. Street Sense with Calvin Burrell and Carl Nassler. That's a toughy name. How do you pronounce that? Nafzer. 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 Um, yeah, 2007 somebody. Kentucky Derby winner and Traverse Stakes winner. So he was a so I, I kind of wanted to highlight that he actually won the juvenile. So that's a tough thing to do to win as a two year old. Then he came back and won the Kentucky Derby in the Traverse Stakes. So it's a pretty good horse, uh, Street Sense. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't happened a lot. It's been running since I want to say. God, I, I didn't get that, but it's been a while, 90s, maybe early, mid-80s. Um, so anyhow, Unbridled Song, another offspring of Unbridled. Um, so Unbridled was a Kentucky Derby winner, but Unbridled Song didn't win the Kentucky Derby, but he was a great sire. He recently passed away. Mm. But he was another winner of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Timber Country won the Preakness, Pat Day Jockey. Um, up until just recently, he got passed by John Velasquez in the American standings for jockeys. And, and actually, Timber Country was a D. Wayne Lucas-trained horse. And then I just want to talk a little bit about Shanghai Bobby. Shanghai Bobby won the Juvenile last year and didn't even make it to the Derby. So you see how it goes. So yeah. These horses that are funneling down as we've talked about, into the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Preakness, and Belmont. Sometimes they don't even make don't it. Don't even necessarily get there, yeah. So the speed record for that race is 1 minute 40, held by midshipmen. Most <laughs> That's a good name. In 2008, most wins by a jockey. Lafitte Pinkai, who is now an announcer, 1995, 1986, 1988— and also Jerry Bailey, the, the infamous Jerry Bailey. He's also an, a, a, a horse racing analyst, announcer, 1996, 1998, 2000. Both have three wins. Both of those guys do. Hmm. And most wins by a trainer. One of, one of my all-time favorites, D. Wayne Lucas, five. He's won this race five times. And I'm not sure. I'm, I don't think he has a horse in this race. Maybe he does. Hold on. I'm looking at it because I got a handicap, but yeah, he's got strong mandate. So he's won this race five times. So look out so, for yeah, D. Wayne. Something to keep an eye strong on. Strong mandate. Didn't mm-hmm. run really well in the Champagne. He kind of spit the bit, but hmm. so anyhow, that's the uh, the race I'm going to. Should be a lot of fun. Let's let's do a little handicapping on that race, Max. How, how are we doing on time so far? Are we doing? We're uh, yeah, we're at 15 minutes. We're clipping along pretty well. So yep. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 horses. That's a, That's ton, a big race. Ton of, um, maybe a few will scratch, but I, d- I don't know. Um, so Bondholder, who won last time out, he won the front runner. He looks pretty good to me, actually. He's a Doug O'Neill trained horse. It's a California trainer. Um, Mario Gutierrez rode him. In the front runner, he had a 78 buyer and he won mm, going away in a mile and a 16th the front runner 
and this this race is a mile and a sixteenth, so mm-hmm. he looks pretty good to me. Um, so you threw a star by that one. I maybe? did. I did star bond holder. Um, Cleburne, it's a Dale Romans trained horse. Uh, 69 buyer, eh, it's okay. He came in first by a nose in the grade three Iroquois earlier in September. And it's a mile and 16, so he went the distance. And actually, it looks like he closed like a bear. He went from fifth to first by a neck. So he he's a closer, so he'll be flying at the end. I'll try and tell you who the speed is going to be hmm. in this race. So I'm not seeing, like, early speed. Uh, let's see. So then we have Havana, who can do early speed, but he in in the Champagne, the Champagne, Grade One, he won by a neck, and that was the one where Havana was coming from, the, or where uh, Honor Code came from the cheap seats. Came from the cheap seats, and damn near caught him. If it was another sixteenth, Honor Code would have won. Yep, um, but. He didn't, and Havana held on. So he's won a couple. I saw him in his maiden, and he ran a 93 buyer, and then his maiden, his maiden, first maiden out, he ran a 102 buyer, which is huge. Mm-hmm. So he's got some big buyers as compared to other horses in this race. So I, I keep my eyes peeled on Havana. He he seems like he's versatile. He's got grit, and he guess who his trainer is? <laughs> Pletcher? Todd. Pletcher. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure who's going to be on them. They don't have jockeys. This is I got this off of the Daily Racing um, form today off their website. I bought the package because I'm going to be there. So uh, th- th- it doesn't look like they have jockeys yet because it's an early um, post-past performance um, sheet on the juvenile. So I'm thinking that maybe uh, Johnny V is going to be riding Havana. That would be my guess. You know, metal count. Ran the bourbon. Came in fifth. Eh, not so good. Nothing there. Nothing there. Then you have some some other horses. Let's see. Got a Bob, Bob Baffert horse. New Year's Day. He looks okay. Ran a 77 and a maiden. No graded stakes, though. Rum Point ran in the Breeders' Cup Futurity and came in fourth. He's a Doug O'Neill, another Doug O'Neill horse, but he ran a 58 buyer, so then he ran in the Delmar Futurity and came in ninth. Yeah, so I'm, so he, he don't look too good to me. Hmm. Then you have Strong Mandate. I w- if, I, if you throw out the champagne on Strong Mandate, and he's got um, Lucas D. Wayne, uh, and he's got J.L. Ortiz... In the hopeful, which is a grade one, he ran an 85 buyer, which is strong. And he ran an 80K maiden special weight, and he won by four. He won the hopeful by nine. Hmm. And the champagne, he came in seventh, but I don't know what happened. I didn't I didn't read anything on what happened to Strong man, Mandate in the champagne, but um, and he'll probably have jail jl ortiz on him so i I would keep my eyes peeled for him i I would throw out the champagne and uh put him right in the the mix of things i like i also like another pletcher trained horse we miss Artie, and this is an interesting horse he's a pretty good closer in the breeders cup futurity which is a grade one he won that race by two and a half lengths but he was sitting 
you know, at the half or better than the half, he was sitting eighth and he closed like a bear. So another bear closer. Another bear closer. And actually some of his works he ran four furlongs, four furlongs in forty seven, which is a bullet. That's a bullet work. So I like that. He looks like he's in pretty good form. Let's see. I'm going to look at workouts now. Um, Strong Mandate ran a work, a five furlong work. That's pretty good. 59 going hard for five. So the 12-second rule would be 60. So that's a good strong for Strong Mandate, a strong work, (laughs) a bullet work. Uh, Let's see. So I like um, We Miss Artie. I like Strong Mandate. Uh... Havana is going to probably be the favorite, and I like Bondholder. So I don't know until I get to the race. I don't know, but I'm thinking I'm leaning kind of towards Bondholder, We Miss Artie, Strong Mandate, and maybe Tickle in Havana. I, but Havana is going to be short odds. So I'm trying to find something to beat Havana, and I yeah. think it's totally possible. Mm-hmm. So that is the um, the what is it sixth race? Yes. In the Kentucky Derby Series. Nice. The Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I'll be there on Saturday. So I was going to highlight another race. I was talking to Max last time in uh, the Delta Downs Jackpot, which is the next race, which is on November 16th, which is coming up. Yep. And Delta Down is in Delta Downs is in Vinton, Louisiana. It's a grade three stakes race open to two-year-olds distance of a mile in a one sixteenth um and i think it's it's a million dollar purse which is that's big i mean that's like the florida derby so Mm -hmm. i think they're trying to get people to it i was trying to see who was in it and they don't have any um entries yet because it's maybe a little bit far off but i was trying to see who's going to be in it um so notable winners golden sense won it last year with kevin krigger jockey and doug o'neill as a trainer then rule a few years back it's only it's not been running that that long trained by uh todd pletcher so million dollar purse which is huge that seems big especially for a grade yeah it's an early race too it's a grade three early race that's that is big so they might attract some folks Hmm. um it's the second richest race for two-year-olds in North America, only behind the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. That's interesting. I wonder what's grade three. I mean, isn't grade one like the the best of the best or whatever? Yeah, it's yeah. So grade, grade grade one is the best of the best. So usually they go, you know, some horses will go grade three. If they do well there, they'll jump to grade two, grade then two. jump to mm-hmm. grade one, or go from grade three to grade one. I mean, if they're that good. Yep. It's sponsored by Boyd Gaming, who owns a bunch of casinos all over the country. Mm-hmm. So they own, I think they own some riverboat. So I I think Delta Downs Jackpot is kind of hitting on the whole gaming thing for Boyd Gaming. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So that is the Delta Downs Jackpot. We'll be talking a little bit more about that before November 16th. So I was also going to talk a little bit about, um, so just in in keeping with the theme of the Kentucky Derby prep races, I was going to talk about um, past performance past performances of winners of the Kentucky Derby and how they did through their 
juvenile season because it's kind of interesting to see it'd be also interesting to look at maybe next time we can look at where they are now and, what and where doing. where they are now some yeah. of them are still running yeah i mean so we'll talk about orb he was a 2013 winner of the kentucky derby so he did and it was interesting he won the fountain of youth in his um you know just before and a lot so the fountain of youth is a pretty big race um, and it's ran in February, generally, down in Florida at Gulfstream. He had 102 buyer, and he won by a half. So he was coming down the stretch. He was second by one and a half, and he must have blew by. He blew by... <laughs> Interesting name. Violence. That was the name of the horse that he beat. I think I remember Violence. And Speak like a, Logistics. It's kind of a weird name for a horse. Yeah, so he, you know, he came out of the seven hole. Interesting, but he ran a 102 buyer that day. So that was a pretty good race. I think my buddy Tommy was there, actually. So circled four wide, and he was up late. And then he went on to win the Florida Derby, and I was there for that. I got a bunch of pictures on my website. A uh, angle light plug there. And he ran a 97 buyer speed figure for the Florida Derby and he was that was an interesting race he was third in the stretch and he won going away by two and three quarters and he beat it's my lucky day it's it's my lucky day ran tough he got up on top and he was he was a derby fave also and I don't think he made it to the derby did he make it I'm not sure I have to look Mm. so and then before that so Orb he just ran a bunch of maiden special weights for all sorts of different dollar figures here. So he won one, two, three, four races in a row before going into the Kentucky Derby and winning there. The 2012, I'm just going to rattle through these pretty quick. 2012 winner, I'll have another. He was a West Coast horse, and it was interesting because I remember saying, who the heck is this horse? And he won the Santa Anita Derby by a nose. Mm-hmm. And the Robert B. Lewis, another Santa Anita um, race, he came in first. And then he went on to win the Kentucky Derby. And he ran in the the hopeful but came in sixth. And he ran in the best pal grade two. And he came in second, and then the maiden special weight. So he was, interestingly enough, so, I mean, he was a good horse. I, I just never really had heard of a lot about him because he's a West Coast horse, so I pay attention to the East Coast more than West Coast. Hmm. And then the 2011 winner, which the Animal Kingdom, and we I saw him run in the, was it the Dirt Mile last year? He just was amazing. Uh, he was a Kentucky Derby winner, but he, he won – before the Kentucky Derby, he was in the spiral, a grade three race, and he won up by two lengths. Then he was running in, in some allowance races where he came in second and then maiden. So nothing crazy there. That way, he, I mean, he didn't really have a lot of prep races, and he won the Kentucky Derby. Hmm. <clears throat> and then you have Super Saver, a Todd Pletcher horse ridden by Calvin Burrell. 2010 winner of the Kentucky Derby and he ran he won wait wait a minute now let me before I say that he didn't win so he came in second in the Arkansas Derby 
came in third in the Tampa Tampa Downs Derby. And in the Kentucky Jockey Club, he won that as a grade two race in early earlier in the year. Yeah, in his two-year-old season, and he won by five. Then he had a maiden special weight that he won by seven. So it's interesting to see. So he didn't really win a lot before he won. the. He was, he was showing better and better form, though. He was getting mm-hmm. into form, which was interesting. And then the 2009 win, winner, Mind That Bird. Now, this, this horse was, and, and actually Super Saver, just to note on Super Saver. Sorry, Maxie. You're good. Little paper rattle there. Um, Super Saver was ridden by Calvin Burrell, and I remember the Derby Day. It was really crappy, shitty mud. Yep. And he was on the rail, and Calvin Burrell won. And our Twitter friend. <laughs> yeah, our Twitter friend. And then Mind That Bird was another Calvin Burrell winner, and it was kind of lousy out that day, and he rode on the rail. <laughs> but Mind That Bird was the Canadian champion, two-year-old champion, which is crazy, and he was trained by Benny Chip. Wooly Jr. Chip was in quotes. <laughs> yeah, Chip was in air quotes. And he won the Derby, came in fourth in the Preakness, and came in third in the, the Belmont Stakes. But he won the Sunland Derby. Sunland, New Mexico. Yep. So he's in... Um, actually, he did not win that. I, I misspoke. Ooh. Came in fourth there. So he got close in the Sunland. Yeah, he Kind of. He came in, wow, 12th in the Breeders' Cup juvenile race. But the gray, which is a Kentucky Derby prep race, he won by a half. And then he won a couple of races. So his two-year-old season was pretty good. And then he came, and his his beginning three-year-old season wasn't that great. And then he won the frickin' Derby. So go figure. Hmm. So all sorts of ways to get to the Kentucky Derby. So it, that kind of just goes to show you that... You can get there a multiple of ways through any country, Canada, yeah. through West Coast, East Coast. But I think a lot of the, and I'm going to do a little bit more analysis on that, a lot of the Derby winners win at least one or two one of the prep races, some yep. of the bigger ones. So anyhow, um, I think that's Neato. kind of winding us down. But now now I, I wanted to give Max a little quiz here. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else left to chat about? Mm, you I got think a little so. bit here. Mac, Max quiz. We're okay. Quiz, Max. So, Max. Yes, buyer speed. So, we've been doing a lot of handicapping tips, so I thought I'd quiz you. Sure. Buyer speed figures. What's what's a good buyer speed figure? Like in the 90s? Like 100 or 90s? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, buyer speed figure. What is a great buyer speed figure? It wasn't the best. It's never been over 122 or something like that. It was 130, so that's good. Getting close. So, you are learning. Um, how many furlongs is the Kentucky Derby? Mm, that I don't remember. Like 12, 16? Nope. It is, so eight furlongs and a mile, so it's 10 because it's a mile. <laughs> so it's not that. <laughs> I was shooting a little high. <laughs> What's a great time for one furlong? Uh, 12 seconds. Very good. What does FM stand for in conditions of track? Mm, conditions of the track. Firm. Very good. That's a turf, a turf condition. Name a hundred point derby prep race. Oh man, um, man, we just went through. Didn't we just is a Sunland one of them? 
Or is that no? Not? I think Sunland is either a ten or a fifty. So a, a hundred pointer would be the Florida Derby. Oh uh, yeah. Be the Arkansas Derby, the, the Louisiana Derby, the Derbies, the Derbies, the bigger Derbies. Yeah, I did all right. So I got like eighty percent there. I think that is it. So that's lucky number eleven. Lucky number eleven. I that is it. Yes, we can. You can also find uh, find us on anglelightmedia.com. Uh, I'm gonna give a plug. I just wrote an article about the history of jockey silks. So if you've ever been wondering what's going on there, you can find it on the website. And um, cool. and we changed our logo for chasing the triple crown. Yeah. It's it's orb winning <laughs> the Florida Derby, and I got my, I our chasing good. the triple crown logo kind of or words plastered on top of it so i think it kind of looks good give yeah, us a shout out nice. shout out on uh twitter and facebook twitter and facebook and actually soundcloud if you yeah if you like and um, i think that's is that a wrap max i think we, that'll be a wrap and follow max on beers beards and bastards <laughs>